Steve. Hi, Steve. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. You look very comfy today. You got a he's got a, a like a very warm looking quarter zip on. There you go. Know, you just look you look you look cozy. I'm you, trying to be. Yeah. Uh this is the Stuff Summer says podcast with Steve. With Steve. Steve, we've got a all right, Joe. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tout this show as one of our best, but I think it's gonna be good. Um today we've got a, a Penn State Michigan game to talk about. We've got a Penn State Rutgers game to talk about. I want to talk about soccer, but I want to talk about it from the media perspective. So we'll see how that goes. And be a quiz, unfortunately for you, Steve, it's a quiz. But you know what? I think you're going to do okay on this quiz. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're going to get two or three. All right. Out of how many? Five. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> it's okay. Low You're going to get two out of five. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's 40%. That's right. Um, all right. Hold on. Let me think about this. Let me collect my thoughts here. Let me. have a me... couple days to figure out how you're going to frame this. I'm waiting. Yeah. I've been waiting anxiously. <sighs> all right. So here is my, my take. Sports and life are meaningless, and this is we're just on a giant rock hurtling through space at hundreds of thousands of miles per hour. Um, no, I I'm not very upset. I'm weirdly not. I think people are very angry. I feel like everybody is just very hostile right now. And I think Saturday certainly didn't help for that, but you know what? I expected them to have a decent chance and they had a very decent chance and just did not convert or make the plays here or there that, that they needed to, to, to accomplish it. To me, I don't think, I think there, I really don't have any major issues with how Saturday went down. Do I think, all right, do I think maybe they should have just went for it traditionally on the, the fake field goal? Sure. But do I like the play call? Sure. If it works, are we sitting here talking about it as the greatest football play ever? Probably. And, you know, that's the risk reward on, on, on something like that. Um, so that, to me, I think people are very fired up about that today. Like, weirdly today. Not yesterday, but today. And uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like we all need to take a deep breath. Kind of sort of just accept that this season is what it is at this point. It could be, it could have been a lot worse. Could, who knows? If Sean Clifford doesn't play against Maryland, maybe Penn State doesn't win. Like, so I'm going to try to look at it through the positive lens. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think Penn State did everything they pretty much could to do to win that game. They just had one bad play guy and they go against them in terms of two players colliding over right over the middle because of a good play call by Michigan. And, and that was kind of sort of it. Um, I don't know. Are you as fired up as everybody else is about this one, Steve? No, I mean, I, no. Um, I was a little fired up at the fourth and two, but at the same time that I, I, I think that was over when it was over and the position, the team was in a position to win much later in the game where that mm -hmm. didn't matter. Like I, I think lingering mm -hmm. on that is just picking on something to be upset about. Um, 
Yeah, they, it's it's disappointing that the, yeah. that the defense had a falter there, but they've been carrying the team the whole season. So at some point, you know, those things are going to happen. Um, no, and I, and I think, and, and not to throw us off, off track of where you want to go, there's a part of me that feels, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm giving fans too much credit. There's a part of me that feels people would be less angry if they felt their coach you know, as we've been talking all year, had, st- had stuck his flag in the ground or, or said, I'm, st- I'm not going anywhere ever. I'm your guy. Like, I still think there's a, there's a bubbling piece of that, that, that people are grumpy about that. They want to lump that into here and then, Oh, and then he doesn't even want to be here kind of stuff, or maybe they're not saying it, but they're thinking it. Um, but no, I mean, they're six and four, they've lost some close games. Is that coaching? Is that whatever? Um, but they could still be eight and four pretty, pretty reasonably. I mean, you know, they should win. I mean, if they don't win this weekend, then there's going to be some real yeah. Then grumpiness. there's then there's concerns. Then there's some real grumpiness, and and you go out to Michigan State, and they've always been kind of a Jekyll and Hyde. Interesting. That series has always been. You never know what's going to happen, and maybe they don't play up to what they thought they were going to play in terms of Michigan State playing. I mean, so no, I, I, I no, I'm, I'm. It, it was a football game that they probably could have won. I don't think the big play that everybody's talking about was that big in the whole piece of it. And I'm ready to move forward, you know? I think that's a great way to look at it. Like, because I think that's what people are getting so hung up on because it was a controversial moment that we're not necessarily looking at some other things. I even like, I feel like more people talked about the the fake field. Well, then people are talking about the fourth executed well enough. I think kind of my take on the state of the program, the state of everything right now is, is this when, when you and I sat down at the beginning of this year, we talked about our expectations for this season. I said, I don't have an expectation. I said that I thought the, the Wisconsin game was going to be a little bit indicative of way that the way the season would go, whether they would win or lose. I think that kind of would set the tone. And for the first half of the year, I think it did that. And I think we've, I think we, the collective, we have forgotten about the zero expectation thing. And I, I think that they're all of a sudden, because Penn State jumped out to this five and zero start that, oh, you know what, we, we should probably start be paying for a big 10 championship and, and all of this. And I'm guilty of that. I think you would admit you are. And I think anybody that looks at this wasn't, would, would have gotten excited by it. But I think, Overall, like, I think we're once this season is over, regardless of how it shakes out, whether it's an eight and four or a seven and five, we're going to look back on it and say, you know what? That's that's about what we should have expected that year. Like, I think that's what we we really thought. Um, you know, and I, I think we talked about this a little bit. I think I don't think I don't think Sean Clifford played played well on Saturday, but I don't think it was Sean Clifford's fault that he. He played poorly. I think he could have, if he would have had more, like a half a second more time, literally like on three throws, I think it's a different game. Um, it's just, I think I thought it from the, the second play of the game when they set on an all out blitz. And I was like, Oh geez. Um, that Hutcherson is, is very good. And, and again, I think, you know, it's just time to start. 
maybe making a little peace with this season. I think that may make peace with the seasons. I think that's good. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't have high expectations till they won a bunch of games early in the season. Um, that said, right, if you, if you look at look at what this year becomes if if they don't win if they don't win the two games that remain in the regular season and look at last year and this year, you know, and you look at the, that, that body of work over two years, I can see some, some cause for concern for people or to say, Hey, what's going on. Um, but I don't see, I don't think Sean Clifford is capable. I don't have any desire. God bless him as, as, as the quarterback of the team to see him come back. Like, I don't think he's some wonderful standout, super great quarterback. Right. So, the, so I don't think it's not like they've got this overwhelming, offensive talent um um, so i think i'm excited about seeing what happens next year and i don't i don't think a change in terms of the coaching or i don't think there's anything better out there um period and i don't think change i think change sets us sets the program back rather than than vaulting it forward so i think there's another year to see what's happening um and yeah like i michigan was michigan may in fact be one of the top five teams in the country and state clearly wasn't or at least was close enough to to be talking about it but then wasn't so yeah i'm i'm, I'm at peace with that and, and ready to move on to like another game and then see what happens uh give me one second here steve i'm gonna try to find this tweet from here it is from from ben jones let's for the most part except for maybe a few people out there have kind of sort of calmed on the, the James Franklin is leaving or James Franklin needs to go. I weirdly think that there's a fraction of Penn Staters that are fired up and, and PO'd about that. Um, but I, I thought this was a really good, um, uh, there was a couple good takes from from Ben Jones this over the last few days. Um, you know, basically there was one tweet said, this is a quote from Ben, so I don't want to make it seem like it was hit or ours, but it, mostly the idea of James Franklin coaches poorly in big games is better refla- reframed as Penn State has done poorly in a few key junctures of big games. Nothing about Ohio State or Michigan State was coached poorly. Poorly coached teams don't get to those key junctures in the first place, and I absolutely 100% agree with that. The other one that, that I saw the other day was it, was, it was also from Ben, Basically, was kind of what you're saying as well, Steve. Is the mar- the game the risk reward analysis that you would do looking at letting James Franklin walk to another school versus him not you know stay at the school? The risk is far greater of losing him than like keeping him, and and I think James Franklin also recognizes that the risk of him staying is going to be the, the reward is closer with the risk of him staying versus him going somewhere else and starting over new. I don't just like point blank link that the USC job is the only job out there right now that he might even think about. And it, it just to me doesn't make any sense at all why he would go think about it and look at it because he's basically got to do the same thing he just did here, there. Why? Like, well, unless he figures the path is easier, right? Like, and I've said this before, and, and I, I think I've said it since the first day he came. We just didn't, we didn't have a podcast to share it. Coach Franklin or whoever the coach of Penn State is, at this point going forward, is paid to win three games a year. They're going to win seven. OB has proved 
OB proved back in the, the, the time when there weren't enough scholarships to, to, to field a competitive team, whatever else, that you can win seven games at Penn State by being pretty good and, and being not that he's not just a pretty good coach. But we're paying Penn State's coach, if you're really looking for excellence and elite, to win three games, Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State, right? And, and, and that's what it comes down to. So if you think the path is easier outside of this division than maybe in your career you're looking for, but yeah, I don't see anybody else who's going to do that here. And I don't see, I don't know. I, I just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Here's my big takeaway on that, that statement from you, Steve. I think that that once we do merch, if we ever do merch, that's a, one of our first pieces of merch. The head football coach at Penn State is paid to win three, three games. games, and it's just that's it's that on a T-shirt, Steve. Yeah. Steve and Samson. people will be like, "What are you talking about?" And it's true, though. Yeah, it's but true. it's true. No, and I agree with that. I really do. Um, I think let's get into the Sean Clifford thing. Do you have anything else you want to want to say about Michigan? The, the, actually, I have I have one thing that I do want to say about Michigan that I, I not I felt like maybe like I was in the twilight zone and I was the only person hearing this, but uh, the weirdest part about the, the game day pro or game process atmosphere for considerable amount in the third or fourth quarter, it was the somebody's microphone was picking up yes. the ABC broadcast. Right. It was the most distracting experience I have ever had in that stadium. And I've watched people get into fist fights and be more <laughs> interested in the game than like it was kind of embarrassing. Like I really kind of was embarrassing that that was happening and it, it should have never happened. And at one point I actually saw Harbaugh like point up at this, the like announcer's box, like something's coming in that shouldn't be coming in. I just wanted to gripe about that. That was it. Yeah. That's, the, that's the weird stuff that operationally, gosh, someday I'd love to do a podcast. Don't do an episode of the podcast. If anybody talk about stadium operations and operationally stuff, like, cause it just seems there's so much of that stuff and, I, and I'm not in other places enough, but there's enough of that quirky stuff at Beaver stadium. Sometimes like we snuck down, I'm, I'm sure when I got one of our listeners, one of our my loyal listeners pointed out that, Hey, I looked up there after the big play and you were gone. And, and I snuck down to behind the student section to like, you know, watch there and then be able to get out if it got crazy. But you know, of all the stuff we're doing, we got all kinds of security guards, student sections now three quarters full at that point of the game with two minutes left in the game. And you're not allowed to slide into the back row of the student section. There's somebody there to prevent. I mean, it's been that way for always, for a long time. It's just the silliest thing in the world, though. Like, why are we paying people to do that? It, you are the second person that I've heard from this season that got in trouble for the, the other person walks through that section, like sometimes. And right. the, the, the time that they did it, the most recent time they did it, they got caught or in trouble. Uh, Sir, can you walk a different way? It's just little things like that. I just wanted to hear about that. Yeah. Um, on to senior day. I'm good. Okay. So let's discuss the Sean Clifford thing. Cause like, it's starting to become a more hotter topic, more hotter topic. Great, great English. Um, and so point blank. So there's two questions. Number one, do you think Sean goes or stays? And number two, do you think Sean should go or stay? So question number one, yeah, I did, you get two quizzes today. Steve. Um, I think he goes and I think he should. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I respect student athletes and to, to do stuff and in balance in college, whatever else. I don't think he's a quarterback that's going to be the leader of an elite football team. Right. So if, if you want to make that change now, you're going to probably get younger and you're going to get new and whatever else. But I think we've seen all he has. Um, 
and I don't know the upside for him to stay in another year. Like, I just don't know that there's going to be some big market improvement. I mean, again, maybe a second year with, with, with the offensive coordinator would be it, but um, no, I, I, I think we've seen it. And I think hopefully politely and nicely, Hey, I've had a great college career. I'm going to go on to do my life's work now or whatever it is, or go to camp. If an NFL wants me to come throw for them. You know, so I was explaining this to some people this weekend because a couple of people asked me about this. And so number one, I, I don't think Sean should stay. I don't, I don't think it progresses the, the program. I don't, and that's not a knock on Sean Clifford. Exactly. I just don't think it like, like I, I think 2019 Sean was kind of sort of the peak. Maybe, maybe this year, had he not gotten hurt, we might've saw something a little bit better. Do I think he was the quarterback that could lead Penn State to a college football playoff? Maybe. Do I think he could win, lead Penn State to a national championship? Maybe not. Because I think, you know, just sometimes this decision-making hasn't always been the sharpest. But I was explaining this to some people this weekend that with Sean, Sean, of, of all the Penn State athletes that, that have done the NIL stuff, and again, I have long said that I have no problem with it. And, and if you want to, if you're a college athlete, make your money. Um, uh, of all of the athletes that have kind of sort of bought into that, Sean has been number one at Penn State and, and probably one of the, the more aggressive ones in the entire country that has done that. And to me, I think he's just, I think, and I don't mean this in a meet, like some people will say this and it's like a, a negative way. I don't mean this in that way, but I think he's about the money here. Like, I think he is about the money, whether it's making money from doing whatever else, or, you know, being a practice squad guy, being a third string guy somewhere, being a, I hate when people do this, but maybe he's the, the wide receiver, go transition to a wide receiver type guy, those types of things. I think he's going to get a shot somewhere. I think he's going to be on a practice squad. I think he's going to be in a training camp somewhere um so i and i think do it while you're do it while you're hot you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. go 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 you need to do it now and i think that's what the decision is going to be um and again i i think sean clifford has done a great job i think you know when it's all said and done he's to date in terms of a lot of the key statistical areas and you know I think in a lot of ways, you're probably, we're probably going to look back and say COVID kind of really messed up his career. And that, that injury in, in the Iowa game probably threw off the whole tra- trajectory of a season. Um, but I think, I, 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 like I said, I think it would be better for the program if, if Sean Clifford just went on. And I think that is probably also somewhat in his decision. Um, senior day, the reason why we're discussing this, of course, is senior day this Saturday. And senior day is going to be kind of awkward for the next umpteen years because we've got all of these kids that have basically an extra year of eligibility for free. Um, and you know, Jaquan Brisker and Tariq Casker Fields last year, they took part in senior day and now they're going to actually be leaving the program. And you've got some other people like that. Um, 
I am kind of sort of interested to see how that all works on Saturday. That to me is the most interesting part of Saturday. This game is the stuff before the game. Yeah. And even, even, even if what you see, you won't be, still won't be able to trust what your eyes see though, because mm-hmm. things could change, right? Just like right. you mentioned, people could participate and they're really not going anywhere. Um, or vice versa. People right. couldn't participate in it. And, and, and still and be gone. gone. Brandon Smith. Right. Perfect. Right. Um, no, I'm intrigued by it. It's all. It's always. It's always a good opportunity, and right to give give the seniors a send off, show your appreciation for kids after we just decided to, you know, tell Sean Clifford he should find the door, right? Like it's good to go be able to go cheer for the kid, right? Um, yeah, I think it's a fun day. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that, that's that's not minor legalized, right? It's the end of the season. It's it's something that's been there traditionally for years. It's kind of fun, um, and I do think it is going to be hopefully hopefully one of the more interesting parts of the game. Like I don't expect them to dominate against Rutgers, right? I mean, just because the past few weeks, that hasn't been what we what Penn State has done. But I'm hopeful that Penn State wins without a whole heck of a lot of question either and hope that part's not super, super interesting. Um, yeah, I kind of sort of am right there with you. I, I think Saturday's game will be fun. I think, but I think Penn State, it will maybe be a little bit, eat my words for saying this, but I think it will be maybe a little bit, less tense than the Maryland game, but along those lines of close, but never really sort of kind of close. Yeah, that'd be um, great. Does, you know, this is, I don't, this is just me meandering and musing, but boy, does it feel like this football season went, went fast. Maybe it was just because we had all this anticipation of, of it and it happening. And I, I feel like this football season was over quicker than, than even last year's football season which was only nine games um yeah I don't know. yeah there was always news i mean there was always something going on which mm-hmm. is helpful that's make good... it move along um so yeah i, I think it's it's going to be weird for it to, not weird for it to be over. it's just going to be it's going to be over and then as a Steelers fan right like there's not going to be a whole heck of a lot to look forward to when college football season's over so yeah mm-hmm. steve and i have some differing opinions on the old Steelers there. Oh, you're looking forward to a draft pick or something, you mean? Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to win a Super Bowl, Steve, but we'll, oh, we'll discuss that on You a... are an optimist. I, I like that about you. I know. Optimism's good. Uh, um, you know, there is one other thing. I'm going to spring this on you. So this we're going to get as live takes right here on the podcast um, that we didn't, that I didn't really put two and two down. I didn't really think about, but we'll announce that I, I'm, I'm not sure entirely who these people are, but some people announced that there's going to be the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau, which is basically just a f- commission that's going to figure out how to better utilize the stadium for events such as concerts. Um, and they've already apparently been talking about, to Top Golf to do one of the Top Golf things where they come in for like a, a week or two and you go Top Golf off. off some part of the stadium, which would be an absolute blast. Um, that being said, do you are you, what are your thoughts on on all of that? Do you you I was I was again explaining this to, to family that was visiting out of town. Beaver Stadium is really only used for seven weekends of the year, right? Eight weekends of the year. Seven regular season football games and one exhibition football game, and, and that's it to the public. I don't even want to get into the Winter Classic thing because I don't. I just don't think it's feasible still. But would would events at Beaver Stadium throughout the year excite you? Want make you want to go there, or is it just another gimmick? 
No, I don't think it's a gimmick. I think it's, I, I'm intrigued by this um, announcement because it's, it's not athletics alone. It's athletics in partnership with the Happy Valley, with the Convention and Visitors Bureau, right? And they're going to create an athletic commission, which, you know, the bunch exists in the state and dozens, you know, exist across the country. Um, they're going to hire, I guess, a salesperson or somebody to go out and try to find these partnerships. Um, I think we were there for the, the first concert, right? The first concert in the stadium a couple of years ago. Um, the Happy Valley Jam or whatever it was with with Blake Shelton. And I thought that was a good event. I thought it was, you know, they only had like 30,000 people till it was all said and done. But it felt like it was heavy lifting for athletics. And I'll go back to the stadium sound piece, right? And the logistics. I think having a partner that brings some money to the table and the, and, and the Adventure Bureau gets the tax money from, from the hotel rooms when people come to town, I think that may, may better position them to be able to do some stuff. I think Top Golf is feels like low hanging fruit. I think a concert feels plausible, but I do think go big or go home. But the challenge being, can you handle the big, right? Like what would what would your big be? It's got to be it, it's it's like it's what it's Kenny Chesney or Garth Brooks, right? Like it's something Okay. Big. Uh, yeah. No, that was that was always my biggest gripe with with um with Blake that Shelton. whole Blake Shelton yeah. concert was like Blake Sheldon's a country star, but I, I as a non-country music fan, but as a Penn State fan, am not shelling out money to go see Blake Sheldon. I would go, I, I, I would go see Garth Brooks. I've saw, I've seen Garth Brooks. I don't. Kenny Chesney's like the only reason why I don't like Kenny Chesney because I'm a Jimmy Buffett guy. There's Jimmy. You know, I feel like they're right. kind of sort of rivals almost a little bit. Um, but. I think I agree with you in that sense that like, if you're going to do this, it's, it can't just be some name. It needs to be a big name. It needs to be a Billy Joel. It needs to be Lady Gaga. I don't, I'm trying to think of like, what would it, who would be a pop person? Taylor Swift, I guess would be the, the other big pop person right now, but like who would another big pop person be? Let's let's stay away from country for us. You're asking me that now. You're outside of my wheelhouse, man. I don't know. Like you told me, Pink was earlier, early, older. Yeah, this year, right. No, so like, what yeah, do I know? No, that's right? not. No. What about like like or the Rolling Stones? Like they like it needs to be a, a rock group like that that can really you two like you two pretty much only does stadium concerts right, now. Right. Um, that would be another one. So I, I I don't know. I thought that was interesting today. I feel like it kind of came out of left field a little bit. Um because there wasn't a lot of smoke around it. And I feel like when there is something like that, there normally is a little bit more smoke around it. And Yeah. And I'm not sure how would... I feel about that. I think I made, there's a part of me that feels that's a kind of good, like that they could kind of do this without it getting all out. Um, um, and I, 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 well, I guess this would tear it up, right? Like I think central Pennsylvania and this part, this part of the Northeast could probably find 40,000 or 50,000 people for like a stadium motocross kind of thing. Right. But then you got to truck the stuff in and put it on the stadium floor. I mean, they do that at pro stadiums. I just had a heart attack when I thought about that, like the grass. I know. I know. <sighs> that's one, that's like, I know. Um, so no, I'm, I'm excited about what it, what it could be. And I think realistically you're talking two or three events a year. I mean, top golf for a week, if you can make it work, something else in the spring on either end of arts fest or summer on arts fest. Right. Cause you got people there and, you know, just That's in terms of idea. commencement weekends and the stuff you got to kind of stay away from sort of. Um, but from, from the athletic side standpoint, you got this, this resource sitting there. That's not, that's not making you any money, all right. those empty seats. Um, and I think that was their problem with the first concert was it just, 
it didn't sell the way they thought it was going to, but the problem was it wasn't, it wasn't big enough and they did, they didn't do it right. I don't think they did it right from the beginning. Like I think when they announced the concert during a football game the year before, they should have had somebody there that was actually going to sing in the concert and walk out on the stadium and do yeah, it. If you're going like, to invest, invest and go big. And I remember what I remember about that announcement was like, it was, it was like, we've got this huge announcement. We're going to announce this big thing, this really, really big thing. And it was like a bigger person, but then we were all just kind of like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was Bruce. Bruce would be another name. I think Bruce, you get enough people in, from the region, both yep. PA and outside the region. That would be a good one. Um, so I, I don't know. I just want to discuss that uh, real quick with you. All right. Moving on. One thing that I'm fired up, mildly fired up about, mildly interested in right now um that i've been paying attention to is soccer steve once again your favorite your favorite topic mm-hmm. but i i've been paying attention to the men's national team trying to qualify for a world cup and i kind of maybe sort of feel like it's just becoming maybe it's just me because i'm into soccer more now but i feel like it's getting into the bigger deal and then the other night the uh, men's team played Mexico on Friday, and it was one of the most watched. It was the most watched soccer game on ESPN two ever, I believe. Um, and basically, between ESPN and TUDN and Univision, which are the um, Spanish speaking languages, they basically had four million people watching this, this match on a Friday night, which at this point of the year is very impressive given how many people still are going to high school football games and doing other things on a Friday night. I want to know, are you paying more attention to it this year? And does it matter? Like, are you, would you pay more attention to it if it was not all on Paramount plus, or if it was all on ESPN or all on Fox? Fox or ESPN would be easier for me than digging for Paramount Plus. Not that exists because it's one, you know, that's not one more step. It's all, it's all there. Like I, when I hear people now talking about what, what channel the Penn State game's on each week, like stop it. Nothing's really buried. It's not like the Notre Dame game early on that was on whatever it was, Peacock. Peacock. Right. Yeah. And you had to have it. Like you can find the game. Um, you know, it's probably just more general. I mean, my, my soccer interest this week, like Penn State wins a Big Ten conference title, you know, so I had to, I had to pay attention to that a little bit more. So then that sucked up, you know, what little soccer reservoir of interest i had um but um yeah i mean espn makes everything easier for me because i'm kind of brand loyal that way you know whether it's i don't know whether it's nike shoes or espn right like there's just stuff that i've kind of grown up with that it's just that's where sports is at um but at the same time whether it's the men's national team or the women's national team there's more there because it's the flag waving piece you know there, there there's that get behind the national team kind of thing it's not like i'm trying to find you know, some team from an international league to pay attention to. So, no, I, I just I just think it's college football season for me, right? And I just haven't moved over that much. But I'm interested, and and I would like them again to be to be good and relevant and qualify, just because you know it seems like we should be able to have a team that's good and relevant and able to qualify. Yeah, here's what I was thinking about then, because then it was my mind was going down the path of them qualifying hopefully and potentially and looking like they are the world cup next year is going to happen during college football season i'm very fascinated what 
the scheduling is going to look like. Cause I was also thinking about that thing with um, the same thing with the, the Super Bowl and the Olympics this year or, or coming year or right at the same time is the, the, the hockey schedule got announced. It doesn't look like anything really conflicts between Canada and the U S and the Super Bowl or really the NFL playoffs, but it's just kind of a thing that was interesting to me. I wanted to get your take on, I don't really have anything else to say about it, but um, it is fascinating to me that yes. So part of the reason why it was such a talking point the last few days was because ESPN had the NBA and ESPN two had this game and the lead in was, it was the Cincinnati game. I think it was a Cincinnati game. And basically you had to go to ESPN plus to watch a little bit of it. It's because of the Cincinnati game ran long. And it's like, how respectful are we being of soccer in this country? Like if we're trying to like make this bigger deal about it, is this really the right way to do it? But it's just kind of boils down to who has the contracts, the ESPN or NBA has to be on ESPN right. a certain number of nights and, and, and football could be on ESPN to a certain number of nights, just the way it works. Yeah, and I don't, again, um, I don't think it's that hard for fans to find it if they want it, and if they start watching it and moving the needle, well, then maybe it ends up changing where it shows up in the future. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, good point. All right, anything else? Nope. Are you ready? Soccer over. Oh, go, yeah, go ahead. I Move? forgot what's after Move? soccer quiz Move? time. Yeah, go ahead. Are you? Yeah, how excited are you about? I am. I am. I am had to, I'm so excited the, I had the to fact down. that we talked about soccer and you're going to quiz. This is basically your, you are, whew, yeah, settle down over there. All right, Steve, um, as you may or may not have heard, if you have a pulse living under, don't live under a rock, have any form of social media, uh, Taylor Swift re-released her, her mastered version, newly remastered version of Taylor Swift's Red album, which is my Second favorite Taylor Swift album. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to have some, I had some questions for you. I wanted to see how you would do with handling those questions. Are you ready? Oh, I can't wait. I wish I, I'm sorry your, now for your anyone face, who's listening who thinks I should know better more than I do. Your face was incredible. And these are all Taylor Swift related trivia. They're fairly That's easy. Great. That's great. You sound really excited. I feel like you're going to do okay. You like, you like country music. Taylor Swift started out as a country musician. I think you're going to do okay on this. I really think you are. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Who interrupted Taylor Swift during her VMA speech? Uh, that was Kanye, right? And there we go. One for one. We're out. Let's see. All right. We're halfway to two. Okay. Yep. All right. Next one's a little tougher. What movie did Taylor Swift date, quote unquote, date Taylor Lautner in? I'm sure I've seen it because I think I did see it, but I don't remember. Okay. Do you want do you want any hints, or you just want just, no, no, no? It was Valentine's Day. It's a, yeah, that was the one with everybody in the kitchen. Yeah, it was. A, it was like was a, all kinds of people. A pseudo spinoff of um, Love Actually. Yeah, like everybody was in that. There were all these little crossing storylines yeah. and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, they're, they're yep. everybody's a little connected. Okay, this one a little tough, but I think you're gonna get it. Taylor Swift is obsessed with these animals, which she has two of. I think she has two of, at least two of. Might have three. 
Are they like normal animals or are they exotic animals? They're not exotic animals. Dogs. Nope, it's cats. Damn. She's got it. She's got like two cats. One of them's name's Meredith. I forget what the other one is, but you know. Okay, I'm one for three. Not looking so good in that five that five thing. So okay. Uh, yeah. The next two are probably the toughest two. Who is Taylor Swift named after? It's her God-given name. It's what, what her parents gave her, but they named her after someone. Who is that person? Lawrence Taylor. N- no. No. I don't it, know. It's James Taylor. Oh, that makes it's sense. not that hard. That makes yeah, sense. It's not that hard. I mean, it does make hard. sense, actually. I think, well, right. I think I've heard that before, but maybe not. I don't know. Glad you don't teach any classes I actually take. You do know she's from Pennsylvania. Whether was born in Pennsylvania. Knew yes, that. that's true. I, I, I'd be tough. I'd be a tough teacher. I, I, I always say that. All right. Of course, on this, this Taylor Swift, Red Taylor's version, there is two versions of All Too Wild, the version that we all got however many years ago when the first version of Red came out. And then there was this mythical 10-minute version of All Too Well of, of, about this guy that she fell in love with and then broke up with. Who is that guy? He's pausing. He's thinking. It, he's been in like it, you couldn't ask how long the new song list lasted. Ten minutes. I knew that. Um, it was on Saturday night. They should see sang it on Saturday Night Live. Knew that. Um, now I have no idea who the dude was. I'm sure I know who he is after you say his name. Oh, you're gonna be very upset with yourself because I'm I sure you've. I, I don't know about. Very I'm sure upset. you've read a news article with him in it. Well, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, isn't he older than her? Yeah, that was like a lot. They're, uh, I think, seven years apart, um, basically. And that was kind of sort of part of the like in the song that they talk about. Um, But yeah, it's a rough week to be Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) Almost as rough as this is me with taking quizzes. So, yeah, well, you you, you tried. I really thought you were going to get. I really thought you were going to get it, at least the, the James Taylor one. Yeah, looking back on it, I should probably know that. I'll have to check. Susan will probably know that. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll, I'll text I think these I've ones. heard that before. I bet. I bet the rest of the Samsel family will do um, well. Well, they'll be disappointed if they listen to this point. They'll be like, "Dad, you suck." Um, Steve, would you like to give out any shout-outs to any chili contest winners this weekend? We had we had ten chili contestants. Um, which was a record for our, for our tailgate. We learned some lessons. Um, that being that we're not going to wait till a late season game to do it in the future. We need a three thirty game period because noon is too soon and too early. Um, uh, Sarah Etchells was our winner. First time competitor, first time winner. We had four first time finalists. Yeah, the four were the, the four of the, the the four that got selected for the final four were wow. first time finalists. Wow! Um, so that was good. Um, so yeah, like it's 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 a fun thing we do with tailgate. Uh, that some of the old folks were grumbling about the process, but I with ten chilies we brought in a, we brought in a guest judge first to narrow us from ten to final four, which meant the public only got to taste the four finalists, um, which you know some of the regulars complained about, but like there was just no way logistically. For people, a lot of chili. A, yeah, it's a, a lot, lot of, chili. of chili. But what they were was, all really good. They were. It was. It was fun. What was special about the winning chili? Uh, a little sweet, 
but also a little tangy. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I, I we had that. we had a vegan chili in the bunch. We had a turkey chili in the bunch. Look at that. Um, not just not yeah. just vegetarian chili, vegan chili. Yes, um, that's yeah, very yeah. impressive. Because the best, yeah, and the best part is the people <laughs> come by like late in the morning when we're trying to get people to taste it and they're like, Hey, taste these, try this. And there's ones behind us that, that you know, they weren't the finalists. And they're like, this stuff's free. Like, <laughs> like you're giving, I'm like, yes, these people made all this food. Like somebody needs to taste it. Help us out. Here you go. And it's just almost like they don't believe you, which is, which is great. Like to see them do it and then be excited about, Hey, I got a stomach full of half, you know, some good food before I went to the stadium. I think that's fun. So yeah. Steve, a man of the people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, this has been another episode of the Stuff Summer Says podcast. Next weekend is our traditional Thanksgiving episode. Very excited about that. We'll talk about pubs. I'm sure we'll talk about food. Um, let's see. Penn State plays Rutgers this weekend. I'll be there. Will you be there, Steve? I will be there. Oh, good. Good for you. Um, and let's see. You can like and subscribe to us on all the podcasting services. Again, I was looking at the numbers the other day. I am astounded at the number of people that listen, spend 45 minutes a week listening to us sit here and basically have a therapy session about Penn State. It is the wisest decision they make all week. Yeah. So seriously, if you've made again, if you've made it this far in the podcast, God bless you. God bless you. Really. Um, you can email us with some feedback at stuff. Summer says, podcast at gmail.com um my twitter handle is at stuff summer says yours is at steve samsel i think we've hit everything i think we're good here i'm good if you are i'm good see you next week see ya